Well, good morning, Coastline. We are seven. It's amazing. It really is. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, and if you're watching online, my name is John, and I help lead this wonderful church. As I've been thinking this week, it's just so humbling to think about how far we have come. And each year uh, that we have our birthday service, we always want to try and remember our story. If you like to kind of marvel at how far we have come. And there's loads of, we say this every year, there's loads of biblical precedent about the importance of reminding ourselves of our history. If you think about it, the, the Israelites celebrated the Passover festival every year to remember their freedom uh, from slavery in Egypt. In this very church, regularly we celebrate communion, don't we, to remember Jesus' death on the cross and our freedom from the, the power of sin and the penalty of sin and ultimately one day the presence of sin. See, reminding ourselves of our journey, it grounds us and it deepens our roots. It helps us to understand where we've come from and actually where we're going. Knowing our history together grows this sense of connectedness, that we're in this together. It, it reinforces our, our culture and our, our identity as we share these experiences together. And remembering all that the Lord has done in just seven years, for me over the last few weeks, has been awesome. It's wonderful. Honestly, it's mind-boggling. And it should encourage each one of us and renew our faith. The thing that's always blown me away about our story is just how faithful Jesus has been. How faithful he's been at each stage of this journey. And at each stage of this journey, I have felt the Holy Spirit leading us every step of the way. Of course, through the Bible, don't we? We see it often that the Lord leads his people. He leads them from you know, one place to another, you know, often out of something into something new. Think about Abraham and Joseph and Moses and Ruth. They were all led by God on a journey. And that's what Jesus has been doing with us over the last seven years. He's been leading us into new things. In fact, I, I feel like this whole journey has been really just seeing what Jesus is doing and just stepping towards that, and it's been a privilege. Now, loads of you know the history of this church, but so many new people have joined us along the way that maybe you don't know the history, so let me remind you. Coastline Vineyard was birthed out of a church called Bournemouth Vineyard that had been, I think, around for about 18 years here in Bournemouth. I, at the time, was the youth pastor at this church. For sure, at the end of Bournemouth Vineyard's history, we went through a pretty difficult season. We had some tough challenges. And towards the end of Bournemouth Vineyard, if you remember, we ended up recruiting an assistant pastor. And we recruited uh, Aid. And of course, Aid and M came from New Zealand, didn't they? From the other side of the world. And I really believe that Jesus has sent them to help us navigate the difficult season that we were in. And not only to navigate the difficult season that we were in then, but also for them to invest in me. If you think about it, they came from the other side of the world and basically spent nearly a decade 
investing in, in me and in this team. And uh, it's amazing, really, because A&M served under the national directors of the Vineyard Movement in New Zealand, and then before that, they'd served under the now uh, um, leaders of the Vineyard Movement here in the UK. I, I couldn't have paid for better training. It was amazing God's provision to bring them and for them to help us navigate that difficult season. But Jesus' hand has been evident at every turn of this church history. So some eight years ago, through a, a prayer and fasting, the Lord spoke to Ada, myself, and our wives about closing Bournemouth Vineyard and planting a brand new vineyard church. We felt the Lord was saying to us that he wanted us to, to cut ties with the past, to, to have a fresh start. This unction from the Lord, in fact, over that period of time was confirmed prophetically over and over again. I remember being in the, in the office one day, uh, back when we were in St. Leonard's Road, and there was a, a guy who called us out the blue, who was part of Bournemouth Vineyard years before. He, he was living in Southampton, and he called up, and he said, look, I've just been praying, and uh, the Lord just la- laid two words on my, on my heart, and I feel like I need to call you and tell you. And we were like, well, what, what is it? And he said, does the words fresh start mean anything to you? And it was right as we were in the midst of uh, listening to what God was saying about planting this church. Um, There was uh, loads of words about this new season, like a clean slate, new beginnings. There was a prophecy about Aidan M being pregnant and us starting the, uh, the, the new church. And that's exactly what happened. And at that time, we talked and we prayed for hours and hours and hours about the culture and the vision and the values that God wanted to see in his new church. At that time, there was loads of uh, talk about, of course, you know, website and branding and logos and even what the church might be called. And of course, I've told you this before, my favorite was Shekinah Vineyard. My second favorite was Powerhouse Vineyard, but they never made the cut, uh, sadly. (laughs) Of course, then we met with a few very close uh, church family members who'd been with us for a long time. We shared vision with them, and we actually stood before the, the Bournemouth Vineyard Church, and we asked if anyone wanted to come on this new adventure with us, if they felt called to come with us, we would love them to. In fact, let me just ask right now, like how many of you here, just raise your hand very quickly, were here uh, from the Bournemouth Vineyard days into Coastline? Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? Like you know the full story of all that the Lord has done. It's amazing. Back in that time, we would gather with about 40 of us, and we'd have these amazing times of, of worship and prayer and prophecy And what blew me away at at those times was that as we prayed and as we sought the Lord, he he consistently showed us more and more of the church that he wanted us to plant. I think we got a picture uh, of us back in um, Winton Boys School. Uh, If it's going to come up, one minute. Okay, no problem. The key for us, I think, back then was that the Lord was telling us that he wanted us to start something new. New vision, new money, uh, new Sunday venue, new offices, new staff, new trustees, new ministries. In February 2015, we, um, we found our first 
uh, Sunday meeting venue. And when I know we talk about this all the time, but as I look back, I think it's just so significant that we ended up in Merrick Hall. And of course, he said this many times before, hasn't he? If you say that really quickly, it sounds like miracle, 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 because it was an absolute miracle that we ended up in this building. And I remember just the, the heartache and the toil just to find a venue that we could gather in. In fact, this building used to, this, this Merrick Hall used to be an old church, and then it was changed to become a language school. And then, of course, we wanted to go back in it, and the whole process of having to get the, the kind of license and the lease changed uh, was uh, pretty onus and took a lot of prayer and a lot of faith. And I, and I remember uh, many of us, at some point, the pictures are going to come up, uh, we were praying outside that building. Um, this was the building. I don't know if you're going to flick through a few of the pictures. But I remember before we had the, the keys, if you like, or the, the ability to use this building to gather, look, we were all gathered outside. And we were praying. Do you, do you remember this? In fact, at some point, people started marching round the building. And I was thinking, yeah, that's great. That's really good. But I hope the thing doesn't fall down because we want to meet in there. But it was just people's faithfulness, people uh, wanting to uh, follow Jesus and believing that, that he had uh, somewhere for us to gather. Back at this time, uh, we were, uh, just, before, just before that sign actually, we were looking at all of the, the branding and the website and the colors and the logo. And some of you may not know that that actual logo there is, is, a, is a wave. Go back one. It, it, it signifies a wave. And actually, it's, it's, it's a koru. And, and the koru is a New Zealand symbol of new birth and new hope and new life. At this time, Jesus continued to speak to us about culture and characteristics that he wanted to see in his new church. And in, uh, on September 20th, 2015, seven years ago, we had our first Sunday gathering in Merrick Hall. I think we've got a, a picture to show you. These were the times of, of Hannah Bailey who was overseeing our kids Zeke Rink, who was overseeing the youth. Do you remember this, any of you that were there? Uh, our student pastors, Sam Deacon, the legend that he was. Uh, Millie uh, and the missional community at that time. Becky uh, planting, you know, the Joy Cafe. Amazing, amazing times. From the moment that Coastline was birthed, it seemed like it was alive. And, pe and, and Jesus just kept drawing people and as I think back to, say, that, that first year, we faced loads of challenging things, loads of obstacles, especially with, with Merrick Hall. I remember we had to share keys with the language school. We had safeguarding issues and thefts and break-ins. And every summer, if you remember, we'd have to leave that venue and we'd have to find another venue uh, to be in for July and August. And that was obviously just nuts because we had to move everything on all of our kit and move somewhere, it was a, a pretty full-on time. And then in January 2018, the language school said to us that we couldn't come back after the summer. And uh, I think this had, it landed on my shoulders again to try and find the church a home. Uh, and uh, I've done this many times over uh, throughout the Bournemouth Vineyard uh, years. And um, it's pretty difficult. It's pretty difficult to find a place and a space that will suit 
a few, you know, a hundred people we were at the time, with the ability to be able to grow, that, that you can use 52 weeks of the year, that's within a certain budget, and, uh, it, and I, I just believe that we, we had such faith that God wanted to find us uh, somewhere. He did it with miracle, and we believed he could do it again. And then, of course, we found out that this place was empty. And I remember coming and meeting with the, the pioneer minister, and I'm like, well, what saith you? You know, we're a vineyard church. Can we, is there any, you know, any way that we could potentially use this building? And of course, within the Church of England, there are many, 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 many steps in order for this to happen. Um, in fact, and some of you know this, we, we are the first free church to be in a grade star two listed consecrated building in the whole of the Winchester Diocese, which is a massive, massive area. This is God's faithfulness to us. And if you remember, I, I, I've told you the story before, but we, we met with the pioneer minister here. They didn't have a vicar in this parish at the time. Uh, they were in interregnum. They were waiting for a new incumbent to come, which is the vicar. They were waiting for someone to come. And of course, at that time, we had to deal with the pioneer minister, the wardens, uh, the PCC. We had to, um, had to go to a diocesan uh, committee. It had to go through uh, a couple of secretaries at that point with a focus that it would end up on the Chancellor's table in London for them to make a decision on whether we could be in this building. And of course, all of that takes a lot of time. And we found out in the January that we didn't have anywhere, that we'd have to be out and we didn't have a home to go to. And I remember just, we were, we were in a process constantly seeking the Lord, like, Please, can you speed this process up? Because we didn't know if we, could, we were definitely going to be able to be in here until we have the paperwork in our hand. And of course, me, in my impatience, thought, well, how can we get the cogs to move a bit quicker in the Church of England? Well, I'll just write to Justin Welby. That's obviously what you need to do. I'd met him a few years before, all the vineyard leaders. We laid hands on him a couple weeks before he became the Archbishop of Canterbury. And I thought, he's not going to remember me, but I'll, you know, I'll say, well, you know, we laid hands on you, we prayed for you. You remember me up at Nottingham and all this? Anyway, I wrote to him not expecting a response, and I did get a response from someone on his team. Even Justin Welby had said, look, uh, you've got to go through the process. You've got to go through the process. And I remember it was getting closer and closer and close, closer to the, the 17th of June, which was uh, the first week that we wouldn't have a Sunday venue. We'd been praying. We'd, we'd been praying together. Uh, the leaders had been praying. And, uh, and I remember being stood in my sister's garden, and I ended up pleading with the then uh, archdeacon uh, who's on the right-hand side of the Bishop of Winchester, just saying, look, you know, we have a, a clan, a group of people that love the law, want to gather. We're going to be homeless. Please, can you find out if there's a way of us actually getting in the building before we actually have the paperwork we need? And there were a lot of doubters at that time. And I was saying, now nah, we'll be in there on the 17th. We'll be in there on the 17th. And then I got this phone call back. And the, the, arch, um, uh, the archdeacon said to me, well, I don't really know how this happened, but the Bishop of Winchester has given you permission. 
And so we ended up with the keys slightly before we had the paperwork, and then we got the paperwork, and now we're here, and we've been here, and we have been growing and meeting with the Lord, and hasn't there been a sense of God's presence with us as we've gathered in this beautiful building? It's amazing. Should we give Jesus some thanks for that? Yeah. Woo! Uh, We quickly realized when we moved in here that we didn't have enough space here and we couldn't do uh, midweek stuff. So we were then trying to find a kind of a midweek venue uh, and and, and a place where the staff could gather. And we ended up going to the Bowls Club just (laughs) just over on the wreck there. And uh, they gave us, I think we got a picture of it. We've got a, it was like, look at that. I've literally been in nicer prisons. However... (laughs) We were very grateful for God's provision, but we ended up uh, the staff team meeting in this little building uh, for about eight months, and um, eventually God then led us and gave us vision and provision to be in Sovereign House. Um, I think we got a picture. There we go. We're across the road there. And uh, it's just been a real, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful honor to be there. Downstairs in the building, if you've never been in there, we have a youth center. And then on the middle floor, we've got like a conference room. And then upstairs, we've got our church office. But it's been such a blessing for, for, the, for the staff to have a home, to be able to come together, to worship together, study together, and live out the kingdom life together. And it's all because of the Lord. It's all because he's been leading us and providing for us. The Holy Spirit has been with us and in and through all the things that have happened And of course, over all of the seven years, the Lord has continued to bless people through Joy Cafe and Missional Community and Healing on the Streets and the International Cafe and Star Recovery and Alpha and Sozo and Pastoral Care and Life Groups and Mentoring and Feast and Coaching and Discipleship Journey and so much more. When we planted Coastline seven years ago, we planted with about 100 people and the church pretty much every year has grown by 100 people to the point where we now have over 600 people that would say that Coastline is their home. In fact, if everyone turned up, we probably wouldn't be able to fit in this building. And we also have over 250 children and young people. It's amazing, isn't it? We've hosted over 400 people at our newcomers' meals. We've seen over 65 people get baptized, whether that's either in here or in the sea or in people's bathtubs. We've seen countless lives touched, hundreds of people physically, emotionally healed, many people freed from addiction or delivered from demonic oppression. We've watched people fall in love over and over and over again in this church. We've had so many weddings in the last few years, I I can't even count them. It's a beautiful thing. We've seen countless families and marriages supported over the last seven years. We've partnered alongside uh, Food Bank and Safe Families, Jesus at the Door, Hope Into Action, which is our, our first rough uh, ex-sleepers um, uh, house that we, we have a team that go in and support, support people back into being productive members of society and thriving um, in their lives. We delivered hundreds of food parcels, partnering with HDB Love Church through the pandemic, uh, through the Love Thy Neighbor project. 
It was a beautiful thing. And that's just a few of the compassion initiatives that have gone on. In this last year alone, we as a church family have given away to support other organizations and charities over £35,000. That's amazing. And that's through your generosity. Yeah, we can, we can clap to that. We've had people volunteer accruing thousands and thousands of hours, not just in what happens here on a Sunday, but everything that happens throughout the week through pastoral care and discipleship, mentoring, outreach. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. God has been on the move from the day that we birthed this church, and he continues to be on the move. Look, through everything that's happened and all of the change and transition, we've seen people from all walks of life find faith in Jesus and become part of family here at Coastline. And of course, today is a a celebration of God's faithfulness to us, and it's a celebration of all that he has done. But also, I wanted to take a moment just to celebrate some of you. I wanted to celebrate your faithfulness, your faithfulness to sacrifice, to lay your life down, to serve Jesus in and through this community, because we do this together. And so as as part of our celebration, first and foremost, I wanted to celebrate our staff. Uh, They do way more than just a job. They go above and beyond in ways that no one else knows other than me. So if you're a member of staff here at Coastline, would you just stand for a moment? Can we just celebrate these guys? Come on, stand. Come on. Bless you. They're amazing. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. And loads of things at at Coastline wouldn't happen if it wasn't for our incredible leaders. So if you're a leader at Coastline, would you please stand? I want to celebrate you publicly. Come on, stand up. If you're a leader here at Coastline, stand up. Let's honor these guys. Thank you so much for all that you do. Your commitment to serve Jesus. We love you. We're blessed by you. And of course, everyone else, everyone else, all of you that are here, I want to celebrate you because you're amazing, you're awesome, and you have a part to play in all that God wants to do in the coming weeks, months, and years. I am completely humbled that I get to help lead this amazing community. I'm filled with gratitude every day that I get to serve Jesus alongside all of you. So Coastline. Happy birthday. My conviction, as you know, because I said it in the video when we did Bless Bournemouth this year, is that this is just the beginning and the best is yet to come. Would you agree? Yeah, come on. Now, in true Coastline tradition, every year that we celebrate the birthday, we ask a few members of the church family just to come up and share their reflections about what this community means to them. So I'm going to hand over to Ant as he introduces our friends. Thanks, John. Yeah, as John has said, every year we get the privilege of hearing some stories of what God has been doing in the lives of some of our family here at Coastline over the last year. And so I have the great 
pleasure of inviting a few people to join me on stage. So will you join me in welcoming Joel and Christina and Natalie and Mike and Roz. So Mike and Roz are going to share with us first a brief story or a testimony of all that God's been doing here in their lives at Coastline. Thanks, Mike and Roz. Don't worry, I've only got one sheet. <laughs> first of all, love to see you all. It's just been fantastic just to hear the history of these last seven years. And we've just been, Roz and I, we've just been in the church about six months or so and uh, it's just amazing to be with you all. Um, I came to the church myself in my spiritual life was in the doldrums really. I was in a rut and I didn't have much joy in my life at all and um, you know I'm sure we've all experienced that. We go through dry periods and uh, we came to Coastline and we received such a fantastic warm welcome I can't begin to say that enough because these people in blue coats wherever you are you're doing a fantastic job it's, you're doing let's give them a clap come on <laughs> because that our first impression oh, going, yeah that our first impression was it was so so warm and we felt so comfortable uh, you know, we just felt at home. It was just lovely to be here, and uh, that's great. And and then, of course, we heard about, we knew about Vineyard's emphasis on worship. And so we were both expectant, very expectant. We both loved worshipping. But it was wonderful to actually experience it for the first time. It was obvious to us that the musicians, the singers were, excuse the pun, in tune with the Holy Spirit. They just really were in tune. And that was wonderful to be part of that. It, uh, it really it liberated me. And uh, the, the worship was so meaningful and heartfelt. And we were able to express our worship so freely. And we felt liberated, as I say, to express our worship to the King. And then, of course, we came to the preaching. And... Uh, as, which is, you know, it's always important, isn't it, to hear. I know, is it, I, I'd already spoken to Sarah about the statement of faith. I wanted to just check, check you all out, make sure everything was okay. All the I's were dotted and all the T's were crossed. And they were, because as soon as I started listening to the, the, the preaching, I knew straight away this was a Bible-based church. They wanted the Holy Spirit to impact the Word of God. And every, I can honestly say without fear of contradiction, that Every sermon gave me food for thought, and it left me challenged. And that's what it's about, isn't it? We don't want to hear an academic exercise when somebody comes to the church, comes to preach from the front. We want to hear what's something which is going to be food for us for our lives in 2022. And uh, that's fantastic. And, and finally, I'm going to say that the thing that was kind of overarching all of this was the fact that Coastline have such a clear vision. As some of you know me, I like to get out there and tell people about Jesus. And i just so connected with that, the vision that you have. It's so clear that you want to make disciples 
We want to make disciples, don't we? And to make, you, to make Jesus known. And, you know, we're fulfilling that great commission of Matthew 28, 20, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So that for us was just really great. Um, I'm going to pass over to Ros now, just for, and I'm going to say something else at the end, sorry. <laughs> I won't promise, I won't speak too long. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but we'll see. <laughs> I, I have um, to get in first. <laughs> um, yes, amen to all my sense. Um, I was looking at how we felt most welcomed, as Mike's mentioned, when we came into the church and accepted, and it was literally <laughs> as we walked through the gates, um, welcomed, welcomed, welcomed as we came in. People approached us and uh, spoke to us, and they were from all different ages, um, which was also a joy. We got to know people through various ways. We went to the... Um, so I've, I've gone past one bit, and I've got to go back to the other bit. Very confusing. Why did I do that? <laughs> um, yeah, we went to a meal for six, it's called, um, at Helen and Andy's home for lunch, which was just so lovely. And we felt very welcomed by that and accepted by that and met new people there, including the very lovely June, who sat back there, which I think most of us, who, most of us know June. Um... And also, um, Mike and I got involved quite quickly, actually, in Alpha, um, Mike on the tables, and um, I was, um, you know, how would you describe that? Sort of Very helping. important, catering. Very yeah, important. yeah, but what, yourself, though, what you did in Alpha. Oh, well, I was helping, you know, with the discussions yeah. on the tables. Yeah. Discussion groups. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was um, helping with the catering, which I really enjoyed. That is my role in life. <laughs> um, which actually, actually, just to say that God confirmed that in, in me. I used to work at Moorlands and we had an away day and um, it was confirmed, confirmed by a visiting speaker who handed me a tea towel. <laughs> he handed everybody an item that he felt God had put... And he handed me tea towel. I laughed out loud. <laughs> Some people might be offended by that, but I wasn't offended because I thought, yes, not only do I enjoy doing this thing, but God's saying that's what I want you to do. So, um, and having spoken to Sarah, um, we went to, um, got in, involved into a life group really quickly, which was fantastic. I do um, advise people to do that if they're joining the church get involved in a life group as soon as possible. In a big church, you need to, don't you? So we joined David and Laurel Fennell's life group and felt another heart pull that this is where the Lord wants us to be. So um, I just want to finish by saying, church, you're doing things right. <laughs> and we thank the Lord for you. I just want to sum up by saying we're so thankful that we're here in this part of the body of Christ. Coastline has, has, has impacted us so much in our lives, and we've been both re-energised in our faith, and long may it continue. I'm just going to quickly read a scripture, which I think is, which is very relevant. Yeah. Sorry. I'll find it. 
from Ephesians chapter 2, verse uh, 18 onwards. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike and Roz. Next to share with us is Natalie. And Natalie has asked me to share, just before she does, that some of what she's going to share may be slightly sensitive. It's quite personal to her in her testimony. And I'm sure going to mention this, but we had the privilege of baptizing you this year, Natalie, which is fantastic. So thank you, Natalie. Uh, hello, I'm Natalie, and oh my gosh, there's so many people. So, my life before Coastline consisted of a mental health struggle from the age 7 to 19, in which I wanted to die 99% of the time and only had a 1% hope to live. On the 13th of November 2021, I overdosed on my antidepressant and anti anxiety medication. Jesus met me in that. And I went to hospital, and during those 12 hours, I was so angry at God for saving me because I didn't want to be here anymore. And I felt so helpless. But in that really dark day, he reminded me that he loved me. And during the, the week after was quite a big reflection week for me. I felt extremely isolated as I had just suspended my university studies and it felt like my whole world had collapsed. But Jesus put the desire to serve in my heart and my whole life, I've had a heart on fire for him. But that week especially, it was really strong. On the 21st of November, 2021, I came to Coastline for the first time. I walked through those doors all by myself, and I saw all the people just with their families and with people. I found a row that was empty, and I couldn't believe that amongst all the people, there was one empty row. I sat down and worship began. I started to feel like I've got this. Jesus is with me. During the two minutes, introduce yourself to the person next to you. I met Imogen. Imogen changed my life. 
She introduced me to all the students and young adults, and I'm really grateful for the community I've got. I'm thankful to have met really great friends, but to me, they're more like family. I joined the hospitality team cafe at the end of November, and it's been a great experience to work alongside so many people in the church family and people that I don't think I would have met if I hadn't joined it. I had the amazing opportunity of being part of the discipleship journey with Phil and Lance, and I'm really grateful because those 13 weeks were some of the best 13 weeks in my life. From the last year of my life, it's been really tough, but during those 13 weeks, I grew so much, and I'm really grateful for all the people that were there on that, along that journey with me. And lastly, I reconnected with Jesus at Coastline. He changed my perception from I want to die to I want to live. And I'm grateful for the Coastline family and all the friends that I've made who have helped me to feel alive every single day that I walk through this building. And when I leave, I know that I'm loved and supported in my journey. So thank you. Thank you, Natalie, for sharing that with us. And lastly, to share with us, uh, we have Joel and Christina. Thank you so much, Joel and Christina. Hi, good morning. Wow, that's loud. Cheers, James. Right, so, hi, good morning. I'm Joel. This is Christina. I don't want there to be any confusion. Um, I've got three minutes, and the first thing you need to know is I'm authorised to speak for us. But you will see me look over just to make sure I'm doing it right. Um, I promise that I wouldn't sort of take a lot, a lot of time or preach or anything like that. So what we're going to do is three things. The first thing is we are grateful to be here. And before today, we didn't realize that our lives were on a parallel track to Coastline. We turned up in Bournemouth from London in September 2015. We turned up having been in church all our lives and done church leadership and worship and all the, all the gubbins that if you've been in church for more than five minutes, you'll, you'll end up doing somehow. Um, and we came here to, um, even that was a bit of a miraculous story, but we originally, Christina was coming by herself to study, and then we decided now we'd pack up and come and live for a couple of years while she studied, and then we'd go back to London, she was going to make me a millionaire, and I was going to retire. <laughs> Six months later, that didn't happen, and I got told, or did I make a manly decision? I made a manly decision that we were going to stay as a family um, in Bournemouth, and here we are. And in that time, we went to a couple of other churches, and they were all great, and they all loved Jesus, and it was really brilliant. And we kind of got involved and sort of toe in and toe out and that kind of stuff. Uh, and we turned up at Merrick Hall in 2017. Uh, a couple of times we knew some of the people who were deans. And the first thing, which will be point three, is it was just so raw and wonderful and we loved it. Um, normally when people where we come from get up to do testimonies, they start with a song and then they'll end up screaming and preaching and all sorts of things. So you guys had some spiritually organized chaos in Merrick Hall, which we resonated with. It was fantastic. 
uh, and then just all the miraculous stuff that you've been going through has been going on in our lives in terms of where do we live, how do we live, what doors are going to open, and that's been just brilliant. So to find out today, John, that that's the journey, that is actually kind of makes us go, oh, yeah, oh, we probably should be here then. That's brilliant. Number two, the word. Mike mentioned it. It's been so rich. Um, again, where we're from, there's a, if, you know, if you're not jumping and sweating and stuff, isn't, you're not really preaching properly Holy Ghost-filled stuff. And if, you know, there isn't a towel or whatever and a, and a cup of water and a <gasps> in the middle of your sentence, then actually God doesn't really live there. So, but that doesn't happen here and it's been okay. Fantastic. Um, the word has been so rich. Every week you come, we're not just repeating the same standard scriptures, which are can be boring if you've been around. That's right, isn't it, Mike? It can be a little bit dry. But the word has been so rich and challenging, and it hasn't been here to placate us, but it's been here to make us better followers of Christ, which has been fantastic. The third thing is that you people are the friendliest people I have ever encountered. It's unbelievable. Church can be such a lonely place when you walk in. And Mike mentioned the people in the blue, and they're great, and you know, but technically, that's their job. <laughs> I don't want to take it away from anyone who's doing a great job, but if I walk in and someone blue looks at me with a stone face, I'm going to go to John and say, um... <laughs> but everybody else is fantastic. When we came as a family, we were absorbed by the church, by clan rigs, and others who just embraced us. I think in the first, we started coming properly because we kind of, we did the sort of Jonah thing for a little while and just bounced around. But we started coming probably early this year. And I think within three weeks of being here, we had three offers for dinner. I've been in church for 35 years. It's been longer than that, but let's call it 35 because I'm obviously only 28. (laughs) 35 years and I've never had so many offers for food in such a short time. And you will never know how much of a blessing that is. And that's before you do small groups and all that kind of stuff. So whatever you're doing is good. And be proud to be here because you are among friends. That's my three minutes. Oh, sorry. All right, go on. on. Just quickly. I wasn't going to say anything, but I am reminded that power is on the tongue. So let me say something real quick. There hasn't been, I'm not going to preach. There hasn't been a a Sunday where I have come here and I haven't had a cross encounter. And by that, I mean the Lord has spoken to me and I have been spoken to by one of you guys. And and you have brought the word, his word. And whenever God speaks, his word brings life. So whether that was from him directly to me or from one of you guys, Every single Sunday, I've had a cross encounter here. So I want to encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing. Because actually, the Lord is here, and he wants to use every single one of you to bring people to him, because time is short. That's what I'm going to say, actually. That's what I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much, Mike and Roz and Natalie and Joel and Christina. And that was such a mix of different experiences, different encounters with, with God himself, with family. And 
I just want to wrap this section by, I think, just acknowledging that actually we say it on the signs out the front of church, but this really is church for everyone. And so we want to invite you more into family, um, into all that we're doing. Um, and our, really, our heart is that you encounter God in the same way that, that some of uh, what our, our friends there have just shared um, with one another and with God. Uh, I am one of the staff team here, and so I, uh, I do a number of different roles um, in that capacity. But uh, I hadn't, uh, hadn't realized that John was going to do this earlier and to honor the leaders and the staff. But I actually just want to take a moment to honor John, actually, as our senior pastor and say that being part of the staff team, I get to see um, what maybe others don't, which is that John is a man who leads with integrity and with courage, and with passion, and with faith, and with care. So John, thank you for leading in the way that you have in the short time that you've been in this role. I know that change is often accompanied with uncertainty, but I have, uh, have a lot of faith in you, John, and I'm really grateful to you.